Welcome to Spark, a podcast from South Fulton Arts. I'm your host and executive director, Jennifer Bauer Lyons. Today, we have the honor of speaking with Atlanta filmmaker, writer, and director, Ebony Blanding. As the co founder of the art film house, House of June, Ebony has not only presented her films at esteemed educational institutions like Spelman College, Emory University, and John H. Hopkins University, but has also left an indelible mark on prestigious film festivals, including South by Southwest, Cape Town International Film Festival, and the Atlanta Film Society. Weaving together the enchanting threads of music, aura photography, and storytelling, Ebony's film, The Aura of Jen Cornell, is one of seven original films being showcased at the South Fulton Arts 6th Annual Filmer premiere on February 22nd and 29th. Please join me in welcoming the luminary filmmaker, Ebony Blanding. Welcome, Ebony. How are you today? I am good. Thanks for having me, y'all. Excellent. We are so excited to talk to you. So I'm going to jump in right with the first question. As a Georgia native, how mm-hmm. have your Southern roots influenced your storytelling and the themes you explore in your films? Oh, my goodness. I you know. Big question. That, 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 <laughs> that is a huge question. That is the question. Um, I think being a Southern artist who chooses to stay here and do the work despite the difficulties uh, says a lot about how much the South means to me. Um, I don't think for um, a lot of reasons people leave this wonderful space because they want to, but I think quite often just because of the opportunities that are other places, whether it's because of uh, state funding is more, um, there we go, more robust. robust Yeah, you know, that that draws (laughs) folks out. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, you know, the opportunities, because we all want to, of course, do art, but feel as though we can sustain ourselves in our practice. Mm-hmm. Um, I say all that to say that I think for anyone who is not necessarily from here, but has chosen to be in the South and do art, I think that it is a mission of love. I think I think you have to lead with that. Mm-hmm. Um I am red clay born, red clay native. My folks are from Georgia, the Carolinas, Alabama. Um, and so to me, for me to be connected to um, kind of like the, the the whispers of my ancestors speaking to me, and I know they can reach me anywhere, right? Mm-hmm. But it's something about like being on red clay, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So I, I feel as though I'm, I'm deeply connected in a way that when I've been, I stayed in um, on the West Coast for some time in Santa Barbara, and it was lovely. I loved it. But just to have that visceral energy, it wasn't mm-hmm. there for me. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of, like, you know, having good hot wings and some of the other, like, <laughs> petty things. <laughs> you can't find those in Santa Barbara. <laughs> you, you can't find those, right? So just having some of the comforts of home as well um, has really helped me feel at home enough to tell my story mm-hmm. through the ebbs and flows of just quite frankly, honestly, sometimes being very stretched financially to tell the stories I want to tell. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I am really proud to be a Southerner. I'm, I'm so proud to do this work um, in the place that I call home and be afforded the opportunity, of course, through folks like y'all to make work that means something to me. And I don't have to like, you know, go abroad to do it. Yeah. Right. So what, where do you draw from? Where, where does your inspiration come from when you're thinking about a project that you want to work on? Like, where do you, where do you pull from? Uh, my father, um, I come from a, a, a family of griots, if you will, storytellers. And so my dad is like one of the best storytellers ever. 
So I always grew up just hearing about like all of the ways um, just a, a black Southern um, man uh, at, at that time, a lot of his stories when he was boyhood, but just his coming of age story um, and how colorfully he told it. I think I always then kind of leaned into color, you know, and expressing mm -hmm. my stories. Um, my mom's an artist. Uh, she's more like, she's very good with her hands. So like floral arrangements and just like really cool things that she can found from found objects and make it into something. Mm -hmm. um, and then my father and my family, it's, it's a bunch of preachers, okay? And so them folks like to talk a lot. Mm -hmm. So I was always around folks who, they weren't hushing me. I think especially like as a young child and be, being in the South, you know, you grow up in a Southern fashion of sometimes kids are best seen and not heard. Mm -hmm. That was not the case in my family. Um, I was welcome to conversations, of course, that were appropriate. Um, I was asked how my opinion, my opinion on matters. I mean, I was able to engage um, in ways to really use my voice and feel as though my voice was important. I was told early on by my mom um, how important my voice was. And so to, I think for that, it, it really like watered the baby artist in me. Mm -hmm. uh, but overall, I think what keeps me going was the constant engine is black folks in the South living and not merely existing, but thriving in their own community, mm -hmm. um, thriving in their own sisterhood circles, thriving in the barbershops, like all these places that we gather and that we've created because we had to, moving beyond survival and existing. And so for me, when I see, I live uh, not too far from here and a historically black neighborhood and there's still like folks on the porch cracking peas, you know, and like, getting their hair combed out. Like all of those stories, all of those uh, parts of my DNA, if you will, those cultural things that are so visceral to me, mean so much to me, those are the things that inspire me. Everyday black people really living in a way that is whole and beyond surviving. Cause I think we're all just tired of surviving. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, where's the thriving part of this situation? Mm -hmm. And the thriving thing for me doesn't look like in my stories, although I love like super like secession. I don't know if y'all ever watched that. Yeah. I just like, like, I don't like them, but like in the story form, know, that right? messy stuff, <laughs> sign me up for it, yep. right? Yep. But to have the space to obviously create characters that just have the world at their fingertips is really dope. But I really like the story of the black girl who has her two kids. She has a lover at home who loves her. They have nine to five. Um, they save up for a big trip and then some like really magical shit happens on the big trip. Mm -hmm. Like I like the everyday person being able to have some of those magical elements. Mm -hmm. But I, I think that for me, it's really just like, what does our everyday look like and how beautiful it is that despite all the things that are trying to kill us in the literal way, we are creating our homes and we're creating these sacred spaces. Talk to me a little bit about what are some of your most memorable projects or projects that you feel like captures what inspires you? One of them that comes uh, to mind first is Levitate, Levitate, Levitate. Um, I did that with another wonderful black woman um, artist, na artist named Amber. And it was about um, black kids in Western Atlanta Atlanta who were indigo children and they could like levitate. So we they were on borrowed time here. 
uh, with their host family. And then one night when it was time for them to go back to another cosmic realm and do magic things, uh, they all just levitate over Atlanta and they go into this cosmic realm. Uh, for me, that was such a dope project because it was our first time, like, we hadn't worked with a green screen, you know, just like all of these, like, different tools. And it's like just having an opportunity to experiment was really dope. Um, the community has always came out to help us. So I had, like, everybody's child. Like, they let me borrow their kid to be in the project. So that was dope. <laughs> But what inspired the project initially was uh, a lot of grief. Um, now an ancestor, Trayvon Martin, had been stolen from us. And I was just feeling so small. I was feeling as though, like, no matter how loudly I screamed, the world wasn't going to care um, because we don't care about Black children. And so I was like, where, where can these children go? And they're not even ours. Like, they're the Earth's children. So... I took them back to the voyage. And so they went to another place that appreciated them more. They went to another place where they didn't have to deal with a lot of the isms and they had to deal with being a child and being in a playground neighborhood where their lives are like at jeopardy for being children. Um, so it was really magical to like transmute that grief into something now that people see, they don't even know that it was the roots of it because it's so colorful and it's just so full of life. So you have worked on a film as part of our uh, sixth annual filmer. Oh my God, it's the sixth one? It's the sixth annual filmer Jeez. festival. And so you were paired with an artist, Jen Cornell. So yes. tell us about that journey of working with Jen. I mean, Jen has been an artist that has worked with us as an organization for several years. Oh my goodness. Um, and so it was really cool for us to bring her together with you. Yeah. And create this, this piece. So mm -hmm. tell us about the aura of Jen Cornell. Oh my goodness. So Jen and herself is just a treasure chest of such expression. Like the way that she uses her instruments and she's able to get these sounds out of them. And she's like really just a really badass woman just in general. Um, I was so blessed for us to be connected the way we were. Um, and I love when the universe does that, because I think a lot of times as an artist, you have, of course, your own things that inspire you. And sometimes you can't see the inspiration because it's not typically the people you work with, right. to be quite honest. Right. Um, I went on her website. I, of course, was floored by her music. Um, I saw that she did a lot of film scoring. And so I thought that was dope. And I was like, okay, maybe this can be like a long-term relationship, right? <laughs> um, and so we got into just how she wanted to uh, curate this piece that we were doing. And it was very important for Jen. She said she didn't want to be a talking head. <laughs> and I love that because I think in particular when we're doing these type of works, it's expected to just kind of sit them down and speak to them. And it's an approach that it works. It's not necessarily, it's, it's easy to do in the mm -hmm. sense of um, the setup, but it, it, I see why people do it because it works. Sure. Jen had pushback. She was like, I don't want to be a talking head. And so I was like, mm, how are we going to get a profile? <laughs> <laughs> okay, girl, how am I going to tell your story? So I knew that she was going to be playing her instrument, obviously. And I was like, okay, those are going to be brilliant captures. Um, but when I was just thinking about who is she? What is her aura? When I listened to her music, I told her when I got the confirmation that she was going to be the artist that I was profiling, I was in the Cap Farmer's Market, and I listened to two of her records, and I just started like, through the whole store, and it just made me feel like I was in another place, right? And I was like, okay, so the vibes are there. We're sisters from another mister. I feel the connection, but my girl doesn't want to sit down and tell the story, so I have been 
I have like mood boards of things that just inspire me and things I want to revisit when I have money, when I have chances to do it. And in particular, I had saw that people were doing like aura readings with photography. And I was like, oh my God, how dope would it be for her to get an aura reading through a photography session before and after her performance? So before her performance, she got one and the uh, lovely person um, who was there to do it, the team that was doing it, they were telling her how she was glowing and they were just reading to her like the temperature settings, if you will. Mm -hmm. And then after she did it and we did, I could literally see the difference of just like, of course, she was just like glossed from like this like glow of sweat. Right. Mm -hmm. But also, too, you could literally read on the new aura screening that um she was alive in different ways. Mm -hmm. And so I thought that was so dope that we could use the aura reader to do the interview in bits and ways with her as well. And then I'm on the sideline, of course, asking questions. Um, during her performance, when we were setting up, I was asking questions. So it was a way to insert all of the things that she would be doing in a sit down, but in a way that felt as though it had more life to it. Very authentically her. Yeah. Story. Like that authenticity of capturing who she is mm -hmm. through the film. So mm -hmm. yeah, I'm excited for audiences to see this film in particular, since it is it's different than some of our other yeah. our other films and definitely different than the film that you did mm -hmm. as far as the fifth annual filmer um, yeah. premiere last year um, with Charlotte Abbasi. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited for them to see the difference. I, I want to thank y'all for the opportunity to play because I think a lot of times when people give you funding, um, and it doesn't matter what amount it is, child. Like whenever they give you funding, people have rules, right? And I think it's really dope, of course, that y'all have like, uh, things to help us get the project done. Right. You know, as artists, child, we can drag some stuff. So right. thank you for that encouragement. But having the space to turn things on their head mm -hmm. um, and having the space to really collaborate with the artists where it's not just, you know, like, Jen, I got the studio space. We're going to sit down. Let's do this thing. Um, I was able to bring in community members who also lend I lended ideas of how we could capture it. And so I think for this project and any project that I'm uh, blessed to have the opportunity to work with y'all in particular, I'm always like, okay, now how can I do a different thing? Mm -hmm. And so for, for this opportunity, it was just like, okay, this is really dope because Jen already told me she's not going to allow me to do some stuff. <laughs> like no talking heads. Yeah. She's that like, is, use your imagination. Yeah. yeah. Come up with something new. <laughs> well, we really um, at South Fulton Arts really want to make sure that artists have the opportunity to be as sustainable as possible mm. and sustainability for us is more than just the financial piece right like of course we want artists to be financially sustainable sustainable but we also want artists to to be able to grow yeah and um respond to their surroundings and you can't do that if you're given a bunch of um constricting rules for sure around what to do so we we try to keep it as broad as possible mm -hmm. um when we when we you know bring artists on as part of this this bigger project that we do absolutely um, and you know the other piece about filmer it's it's really twofold it is a project for the filmmaker to mm. stretch and grow but it's also an opportunity for that artist that is being profiled to stretch and grow mm -hmm. and to hopefully use that film as a catalyst for other opportunities both for the filmmaker and for that. the for the artist so that's what we try to do with that so um what can we expect on future projects for you? Like, what else are you working on? Well, I'm always excited to get to get an email from y'all. So don't forget about me. I had to plug that. Absolutely. I had to do that. 
Um, and also, too, I think right now for me, I'm working towards making my first feature film this year. Congratulations. Thank That's you. Huge. Thank you. So I am uh, praying that all goes well. Um, but I had an opportunity to be announced really soon that will keep me local to do the feature film project. Um, so I'm, I'm happy about that. And and separate, I just want to do more work where I'm able to meet more of my community. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of time we feel alone in this process because, you know, like we're thinking, we're tinkering, we're praying, we're crying. We're doing all the things, all the things. <laughs> to get ourselves through to make the art that we want to make. And it can be lonely. And you have your community that you that you've plucked from different places. But I really love this opportunity because Jen can't get rid of me now. You understand? Like she's mine. So to be able to meet folks that they're in community with other people, because we found out when we had so many mutuals, you know, mm-hmm. it's such a small world. But the fact that now our paths have crossed and I get to make things with her for as long as she will allow me to, I think that's the blessing for us all. Very beautiful. You know, very, very so. Cool. I can't say that enough. Thank y'all for that. We are we are really blessed to be able to work with you. Thank you. So we really appreciate that. So one thing we always like to leave our audience with is words of wisdom from the artists that we're talking to. And it can be on any topic. Oh. But what words of wisdom do you have for our audience? Words of wisdom that I have for y'all. Okay, so if you're feeling sad, especially because of the like the weather, the environment, all those type of things, ask yourself, did you drink water? Like, do the small check-ins. So that's my advice for everyone. Do small check-ins with yourself. I know for myself, like, a lot of times I'm, like, ripping and running and I'm trying to, like, apply to different grants and fellowships and just trying to get my next job. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm shaky because I didn't eat. Mm-hmm. All right? I can't think because there hasn't been vegetables in my fridge. <laughs> so do small check-ins with yeah. yourself. Make sure that you're drinking water. Um, and I, I look at those as, like, just really beautiful expressions that you can just nurture yourself mm-hmm. it doesn't take a lot if you want to be fancy put some lemon in your water put some cucumber in your water mm-hmm. but i just think there's so many dope ways to check in with ourselves so i welcome everyone to do that because that's what i've been doing to just literally survive these days i love it yeah <laughs> thank you so much for coming in and talking to us and we can't wait to see you and your film at the sixth annual filmer premiere on february 22nd yes. and 29th see you there Thank you so much for listening. In the meantime, you can keep up with us on Instagram at South Fulton Arts or visit our website at www.southfultonarts.org. I would also like to thank our sponsors, Fulton County Arts Council, Georgia Council for the Arts, City of Atlanta Arts and Culture, Public Supermarket Charities, the Atlanta Foundation, the Zeiss Foundation, the Perry Foundation, and the National Endowment for the Arts.